The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, farther he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat, mending their nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Let us pray. These are your words, O Lord. Your word is the truth. Lead us into the truth. So now that Christmas is past, well, culturally anyway, right? We're still in the season of Christmas for seven more days, but in our culture, Christmas is mostly considered a thing of the past. Um, and in that spot, right, it might be a good time for some reflection. I'm sure that this past Christmas uh, for you was a season of, of shopping for gifts. And for a lot of people, shopping can be a little frustrating. Right? It can be fun, certainly. I know Audrey and I had a good time at moments shopping. Um, but a lot of people find it frustrating. You've got swarms of people, of course. But I think Christmas can be, uh, Christmas shopping can sometimes be frustrating because we're often buying gifts for people who already have everything that they need and most everything they want to. Um, my parents can buy anything that they like uh, when they want it and my siblings have so many possessions that in recent years the lists that we've exchanged with one another look a little bit more like just our regular Walmart shopping list uh, than a list of things that, that would be special to remind them that, uh, what, that we're loved by other family members. In fact, it wasn't too many years ago um, 
that our family had so many Christmas gifts to open. We actually had to take a break in the middle because people were getting tired of opening gifts. <laughs> kind of pathetic. Um, Christmas is also a time of traveling in this kind of stuff, right? Um, can be uh, can be frustrating when it's to a location you're not familiar with or when the weather gets poor, right? Um, directions that sounded so clear like three weeks ago, um, they look so clear on that piece of paper, suddenly become strange and cryptic when it's dark and you're on some quiet country road. Um, the past Christmas was probably a season of of uh, wonderful sounds, holiday music fills the airwaves, white Christmas, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, um, are just a few of the carols that are part of the tapestry of sounds, beautiful, cheerful, right? They coax me to hum along, to sing along. Um, but even, even with the beautiful music, I find myself sometimes wondering, is that, is that it? Is that all that there is? There's gotta be something more. Um, it was probably a great season of smells, Right? Um, I know our home was often filled with, with great smells. My favorite was when Lefso was on the griddle. Uh, something beautiful about that smell. Um, and some other, of course, uh, savory smells as well. Uh, the smell of ham um, roasting in the, in the crock pot is a beautiful smell too. But still, right, those, even though those smells evoke powerful memories, it, it leaves us wanting something more. Of course, a season of being with family and friends, which is a, a beautiful thing to gather with family and friends. Um, but, you know, even in the midst of that, there can be challenges. Sometimes in the midst of family gatherings, there's tiffs and disputes. Or sometimes when we gather with family, we're aware of the new empty places that are there that maybe weren't there a year ago. Or maybe a place that's been empty for a long time and it, it just hits us in a new and, and profound way. Right? And of course... Um, lights and all those other things. There's so many beautiful things this time of year, but we often can find this time of year a, a time that's overwhelming, um, frustrating, a time when we find ourselves maybe a little bit edgy, uh, even at moments empty. And, of course, we're told in the song this is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, right? Um, I myself find myself um, at times... Again, uh, sad and overwhelmed um, and burned. Maybe, maybe you can relate to those kinds of things. Um, that we sometimes get lost in all of the busyness of the season, even the traditions and, and the fuss, which can be wonderful in their own way, sometimes just becomes this, this noise, right? Now, maybe you don't. Maybe, maybe you're just fine with Christmas the way it is. That's fine. I don't want to ruin that for you. Um, but maybe, just maybe, one or more of you finds yourself like me. Despite all that there was in this Christmas season that was beautiful and great and wonderful, I can't wait to do it again next year, right? That there's got to be something more. And I think in that moment is where this word from the Gospel of John comes to us today. On the lips of John the Baptist in the first chapter of Mark, he, he is the voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. It's John who calls us to repentance, to confess that, gosh, we're mired in all kinds of things, including holiday busyness, that we can get bogged down by the stuff of the season and, and get sort of lost there. 
And John is calling us in the, the midst of this post-Christmas, nearly New Year's wilderness to just sort of sit here today and soak in the promise of God's impending arrival. You see, John knows there's only one like ultimate cure for our present wilderness, Jesus Christ. Right? Into the midst of our lives of shortcomings and problems and despair and hopelessness comes this news that the creator of the universe took on human flesh, lived and died to transform our deaths into something new. Right? And John is telling us today to wake up and prepare the way of the Lord. Set aside the distractions and embrace the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can shield ourselves long enough from the, from the jubilation of the season, we're brought again to this truth that life is really short. That we are living lives unto death. That we often invest in things that will fade. We heard from the prophet Isaiah today um, uh, in, in, uh, in Mark's Gospel, but there's another section from Isaiah chapter 40 that reminds us the grass withers and the flower fades, right? And if we look around, we'll see everything that's all around us, this building, our, our things, our family, our friends, will all wither and fade. But there is one thing among us that is lasting, and is, it is that into which these Donarski children were baptized today, right? And all of us were joined to in the waters of baptism. And that is God Almighty in the person of Jesus Christ. And so our call today is to prepare the way of the Lord. How, how might we prepare the way of the Lord? Prayer and worship are a good start. To give from our abundance is another wonderful way too. But I think probably the best way to prepare the way of the Lord is to begin simply by admitting that we're fragile creatures, temporary beings in need of an everlasting God. To admit that we're lost in that wilderness of sin, death, and the devil. And to get ready for God to come into our midst and rescue us. Only one thing can save us. Not Santa, not family, not Christmas dinner or lights or smells or Bing Crosby, Mormon Tabernacle Choir, right? or anything else in, in all creation. Those things are rich and beautiful and, and, and fantastic, right? But God Almighty and His Son Jesus Christ are all that will be around in a thousand years, as well as those who cling to Him in faith. And so people of God, rejoice for your salvation is drawn near. Whether you're feeling content today or perhaps lonely or overwhelmed, rejoice, for God Almighty is near. He has come to make you his own. As surely as he has come as the babe in the manger, he will come again and take you to his home so that where he is, you will be also. Prepare the way of the Lord.